Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater. And I'm Rachel Olson. And you know, I have not had a birthday yet that has rocked my world. And I'm, you know, next year I'm going to hit a big one. I really told my husband the other day, I don't think it's going to make me depressed or, you know, make me eat chocolate all day or anything like that. Because, Rachel, I love every single decade that I've lived. There has been something amazing that's happened in each decade. And so today I want to just talk about embracing our age. That's a big one. You know, I just went to the salon a couple of days ago and had color put on my hair. So that's a big one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, honey, I've been doing that for decades. But, you know, every single age that we go through has its challenges. It has its victories, but it also has a lot of challenges. And, And I think that we can get stuck in any decade of our life and not really know how to move forward. And I I look at like the 20-somethings. Do you remember Mm -hmm. what that felt like? I mean, you're teaching at a university. You're still around that age more often than I am. But man, what a tough time in life when you're just trying to figure out who you are, where you're going, and what you want to accomplish with your life. It is a lot. Yes, I have, you know, teenagers right now that are experiencing that. Um, As you said, I teach college students, you know, every year I get another year older and every year my students stay the exact same age. You know, I, I reference a president that they have no recollection of or a movie that they have no recollection of. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm old. I, I realize that now. But um You know, I remember being in my 20s now because, you know, I went to a lot of I went through a lot of schooling, you know, to be able to teach um, at higher ed. So I spent a lot of my 20s in school. But I remember coming out of school, and because I had spent so much time in school, I felt like in many ways I was behind. Everybody else had gone out and gotten their jobs, and they were building, you know, uh, in the building phase, buying their first homes and cars and having their kids. And, you know, my life hadn't contained that yet. And I also remember I entered ministry work in my late 20s, and I remember on the opposite end of that, not feeling behind, but feeling like I couldn't wait till I was 40, because it seemed like to me, the women, you know, leading women's ministry in the country at that point in time, they were older. And so I felt like, you know, who's going to listen to a 29-year-old give any kind of advice on living or any kind of interpretation on scripture? And it was at that point in time that the verse in 1 Timothy spoke to me and encouraged me. And uh, Timothy was young. He was a young man, and he was um, moving out into ministry. And Paul is trying to encourage him, don't think you're disqualified because you're young. So this is what Paul writes in 1 Timothy 4, verse 12. Do not let anyone look down on you because you were young. 
but rather go out and set an example for the believers in your speech and your conduct and your love and your faith and your purity. When I was young and starting out in ministry, that was a verse I kind of clung to that Paul was saying it was okay that I was young, um, not to let anybody look down on me or stop me because I'm young, um, that at any age you can set an example for others with your speech and conduct and love and faith. That is so true because there are kids nowadays that I adore hanging out with, like our own Grace, Grace Mills, who's on our Encouragement Mm -hmm. Cafe team. What a sweetheart. And she's 20 years old. And, you know, there are so many things that you can learn from the younger generation. It doesn't, we don't know it all, you know. And so when you uh, allow them to be themselves and to ask questions and to uh, be a part of your life, not only are you helping them, but they're helping us as well. And so Mm -hmm. if you are in that age bracket of the 20s and early 30s and you're seeking advice from older women or you're seeking where you need to go with your life, there is an opportunity for you to really embrace that time of your life and go, you know what? I want to make this a decade I'll never forget. I want to do it with gusto. I want to make sure that I grab on to every opportunity. And I, th- I can't help but think about my daughter, uh, Tiffany, who is my youngest, and she was just an adventurer. And she wanted to see the world and In college, the exchange students usually go in their junior year, but she had been taking Spanish since she was in seventh grade, and she really mastered it. So when she was a sophomore, going into her sophomore year in college, she wanted to go to Argentina, and not Mexico, where I could actually drive there and get her if anything happened. No, she wanted to get on a plane and fly thousands of miles away Mind you, there was no other person from her college going to Argentina. It's not like it was a a planned trip. She sought it out. She said, I want to immerse myself in the culture so that I will really be able to speak Spanish fluently as they do in South America. And I remember as a mom feeling so paranoid and frightened, like that's my baby You know, it's just going to be this young girl all by herself saying, here I am, world, in the middle of this culture that I don't know. And instead Mm -hmm. of being paranoid, I was like, Mm -hmm. Lord, you've got to help me get a handle on my fear and help me to be courageous and help me be the mom that she needs me to be right now. And I said, baby... Let's just spend some time asking God to prepare the way. Let's spend some time asking him to make this path straight. And then you go after your dream and you go live that life that you want to live. And I will be here praying the entire time. And you know what? We just had a conversation about that the other day. Now she's a mom of two. And she said, mom, I'll never forget when I got off the plane after spending a semester in a place where you couldn't come to my rescue, I had to figure things out, but you never told me I couldn't do it. 
you just told me to live my dream and do what I was purposed to do. And when I got off that plane, I remember seeing you just kind of almost melt and say, oh, Tiffany, you've got to take a break for a little while because your guardian angels have got to be working overtime. (laughs) And she said, I'll never forget that because I knew that all the things that I went through, you know, being stranded in the Andes Mountains, I knew my mom was praying for me. And so, you know, there are moments when as a 20-something, you have that need to be adventurous, do it. Go where God's calling you to go because you will never get another opportunity in your life once you settle down and, and start living that established life. That's the time when you really can take those leaps of faith and learn how God is with you through the crazy times of your life. Do you agree with that? Sure. It is much easier before you're married with kids and a job that expects you there every day and a a mortgage to pay and and car payments and all of that. It is much easier when you're younger. The youth also has this wonderful quality of exuberance that is, they're kind of oblivious to their own mortality. Um, And at times that's a hard thing. And at times that's a great thing, you know, that they, they will take off and go and do. So absolutely. What is the verse in in Ecclesiastes where it says there's a, you know, a time and a season for everything? Well, you know, I love that you brought up the verse in Ecclesiastes because sometimes people think, oh, Ecclesiastes, such a depressing book. But really it has so many nuggets of truth that we can cling to, like in chapter three, where it says there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. There's a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build. And you know, every age we are at has that opportunity to embrace it and figure out what season am I in and how can I make the most of it? Now we're talking, you know, we were talking about this 20 and early 30s, but Rachel, when you get to your age, you know, you've kind of, you're kind of in a groove. You're kind, you kind of got this thing figured out. You've got your family, you've got your career and you're rolling along. But when you hit those ages, that middle life age, all of a sudden you look in the mirror and go, whoa, am I really fulfilling what I want to fulfill? And I'm, I'm halfway through this thing called life. And you kind of have a little bit of a panic moment. Well, you know, to back up actually a few years when you say having a panic moment, um, even before the age and stage I'm at now, when I first had kids, which for me was, you know, late 20s, early 30s, I remember when I was um, probably like seven months pregnant, I remember looking in the mirror one time and I knew uh, delivery of this baby is coming up in a couple of weeks. I remember looking in the mirror and, and panicking as I thought... For the rest of my life, I will be someone's mother. (laughs) For the 
rest of my life. I'm someone's mother, you know, and I had this panic. Oh, no, my life will never again be my own. And so I remember that panic as I was about to have my first child. I also remember after spending my 20s, as I said, going to school and working and starting to craft my career. And and then I had those babies um, and my life consisted, it felt like, of sitting in a recliner and nursing and changing diapers and day after day, hour after hour, nurse, feed, change diapers, bathe, nurse, you know. Um, And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, you know, where did my life go? Uh, While I, you know, loved those early times with the sweet babies and the way they smell and snuggle in, it had its precious moments, but it also had times of panic, like, why did I spend all that money and time going to school if all I was going to do, you know, is, is feed and change diapers? And I felt like I would never get out of that season, but I did. I did, and it had its challenges, and um, I had to come to peace with the idea that right now for this season, my calling and my best use of time is investing in these kids. There is a short and intense season when your children are young that that is where your focus should be. And then you, like you say, I've kind of felt like I hit my stride pretty well as my kids got into middle school and, and that freed up more time for me to again, come back to my career and come back to ministry work. And I hit my stride, but as you know, as they get through those teenage years, suddenly they're off and going to college and you feel that panic again. So I have the opposite panic now is, oh my gosh, you know, there's going to be a point where I will never again have my kids in my home. You know, they'll be off and gone and married and that kind of panics me too. So every age and stage has its blessings and challenges and panic moments. And yet, when we learn that everyone goes through those moments and they survive them, then all of a sudden we can embrace what we're going through, whether it is putting your child on that plane to go to places you have never heard of, whether it is uh, bringing that baby home from the hospital and realizing, oh my goodness, I'm going to be a mother for the rest of my life. No matter what stage of life you're in, sending them off to college and then crying all the way back home because you realize it will never be the same. Whatever stage of life you're in, we can learn to embrace it. That's what we really want to zero in on today. We have the ability to go, okay, I choose to look at the things that are happening in my life in a positive way. I choose to say, okay, this is maybe not what I thought it was going to be. Maybe I don't feel qualified to do what God has me doing right now, but I am going to choose to look at it through positive eyes. You know, I think that that is not only a challenge that we need to take on for ourselves to live the best life we can live, but I feel the need to do that as a role model for my daughter. I don't want her to see me trying to be her, you know, trying to dress like her and, you know, trying to just be 20 something again when I'm not. I want her to see me live my 30s, live my 40s, live my 50s, live my 60s as a role model. My own mom passed away when I was 17, so I haven't really had a a daily sort of role model like that, but I have older friends that I look to. Louie, you're one of them. Not that you're all that much older than me, but a little bit. 
Um, we have a friend, mutual friend, Zoe Elmore, Betty Shootman. You know, we have women that I look to who I see are still living their lives. They're embracing grandparenthood and they're still active in their work or their careers or their ministry work. And they're embracing their age and they're living their lives. And that's a really beautiful thing. I thank you for that. And I am old enough to be your mother. And I love being your one of your mamas because you're a sweetheart. But you know, that is so uh, critical that we take the age that we're at and go, there's something beautiful about every single age God allows us to live. And I think of Mrs. Baker. Mrs. Baker is a woman who I admire I, I watch her on a regular basis. I don't get to see her often enough, but she is the founder of Positive Alternative Radio, which is a network of radio stations. Her and her husband began with just one station, and the station they began was the one I work at. And I had the chance to visit with her a little bit in January And I told her, Mrs. Baker, you amaze me because she is, her and her husband did not start this whole radio business until they were in their 60s. And now they have this network of radio stations and she is 95 years old, Rachel, and she looks fit and she still, you know, lives alone. She goes into work every day. She still does the finances for the business. She is amazing. She looks great. She acts great. She has a positive attitude. And I said, Mrs. Baker, I love watching you do life because you inspire me that even though next year I'm going to be 60, it's not over. And she said, Luann, I know that I am living the life God wants me to live because I never stopped working. I never said I'm done. And, you know, I think a lot of times uh, when we get to that retirement age, we kind of put our life on the shelf and we say, well, I'm going to let everybody else do it. I put my time in. And she didn't. She said, okay, God, what now? Okay, I'm not going to do what we've always done, but I know you you still have me here on earth, so you've got something for me. And she said, I really believe that God's going to let me live to be 100 because I just don't stop. I just keep going where he calls me. And there she was in this Vision Week meeting with us, keeping up with all the 20-somethings and never hesitating for a moment. I love to watch the next generation embrace their life. I want to be embracing my life so that those behind us can see that example. Um, What a great example in her 90s and still at it. I love that. I would love to meet her. Um, Well, I have good news for you, Luann, as you approach 60. Uh, Last year, there was a survey done by the Office for National Statistics. They surveyed over 300,000 adults in the U.K., Uh, over a three or four year period of time. And this is what they found. 
<laughs> middle-aged people are the least happy, have the lowest levels of life satisfaction, the highest levels of anxiety um, than any other age group. People over 90, like your Mrs. Baker, report better life satisfaction and happiness than those in the 40 to 59 category. Um, and 60 appeared to be sort of a sweet spot where that unhappiness trend reverses. So people between 60 and 79 have the highest average levels of personal well-being and happiness. So I don't know whether this would be, um, these statistics would come out the same way if this study were done 50 years ago or 50 years from now, but it's showing us that we get a little stressed out in middle age. um, And then we reach this point somewhere around 60, where I wonder if we don't just sort of um, let go of the pressures to... um, you know, to be or do or look a certain way if we don't just say, you know what, I only have so much time left. I can't do anything about, you know, my eyesight that's failing or I can't do anything about my hips that are spreading, you know, or whatever. Um, and they just live their lives. But um, I do know people, as you you mentioned, I do know people who sort of retired and it's like they, they hung up their sneakers and, and they weren't as happy in, in retirement as they were. I think they felt like they no longer had purpose. And I think Miss Baker's a great example of how you can continue to have purpose. You can continue to have life satisfaction. You can continue to contribute um, in your own way and at your own pace, even into your 90s. You know, it is so true. I think that when you get each decade uh, behind you, you can look and say, I now feel less compelled to allow other people to give me their expectations of me. I'm going to just uh, accept who I am and I'm going to embrace it and I'm going to live my life to the fullest. And I don't want to look like a teenager. I don't want to look like I'm uh, 35 for the rest of my life. I want to embrace the age that I'm at. And I'll tell you, Mrs. Baker She had her hair done, very attractive, gray, white hair uh, in a nice, you know, nice outfit. She's fit. And I looked at her very alert through all of those meetings and just thought, there's an example of living life in every decade, whether you're in your 60s starting a brand new ministry that explodes across the country like hers has. And now, you know what the latest thing is that they just did? I love, love this company. Because in this stage of her life, in the 90s, she says, it's time to give back. And they gave translators to the Sudan, and they're right on the border of Uganda, and they're playing the gospel, they're playing music in the Sudan that tell people about Jesus, but here is the most important thing that they've done. When the Uganda uh, people come across the border to uh, raid houses, this signal can now warn them, run and hide run and hide. They've crossed the border. And Mrs. Baker, in her 90s, that is her mission now, to be globally minded 
and she's never stopped embracing the age that she is at. You know, we have that ability, whether you are in your teens, your 20s, your 30s, raising a family, you're in your 40s with a career, you can embrace your age and love where God has you and say, God, help me make the most of this decade and love it. I think we all want to be Mrs. Baker. (laughs) Um, In that UK study, the scientists, you know, they all tried to look at why were we so unhappy in our our middle age. Um, And the, the conclusion was that acceptance of aging promotes contentedness. So, Um, That was their wording of it. I think our wording of it today is simply embrace your age and live the life that you're in. Not, Not looking back or looking forward and longing to be at a different stage, but embrace your age and live with purpose in the decade that you're in. Well, we're gonna sign off right now and tell you, I hope that you embrace where you are right now. May the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at encouragementcafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.